Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A yabba dabba doo baba. It's the big boss dog, Snoopy Deagle Double G. This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ben Lyons. Snoop has the incredible superpower of making sense in every single room on earth. What it do is your boy, Big Snoop D.O. Double G, coming at you live from Los Angeles. And my DJ, DJ Mikey D. D is in these nuts. Today's guests, former NBA executive and cinephobe podcast host, Amin El Hassan, writer and comedian, Josh Ostrovsky. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Ben Lyons. Welcome back to the show. The show rolls on hour two. Ben Lyons here filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. And hit me up on social media at I am Ben Lyons at Rich Eisen Show. Amin El Hassan about 20 minutes away. Amin, part of the front office for the Phoenix Suns many moons ago. And at the start of this series said that the Milwaukee Bucks were one of the worst, if not the worst, NBA Finals team of all time. So I look forward to catching up with Amin. <laughs> Very excited for him. Cinephobe uh, podcast on Metal Arcs. A lot of fun, too. We'll talk some movies with Amin. Big Star Wars guy. And then Josh Ostrowski a little bit later on. Childhood friend. Fat Jewish on Instagram. 11 million strong now. He met Obama. Life's funny. Life's crazy. It takes you some <laughs> wild places. And he's an example of that. As is Giannis. And you think about where he came from and the life journey and where he's at. And think about the summer he's about to have. Going back to Greece with the NBA title. And the Larry O'Brien trophy. Just think about the story that Giannis was picked up jogging to the arena by a couple who saw him outside. And they gave him a ride because he sent all of his money home and he couldn't afford a ride to the stadium. So he decided to run to the stadium and a fan, a couple of fans picked him up and drove him there. And now this guy is ordering 50 pieces at Chick-fil-A. Like, it's just different. It's just a different dude. You got to love it, man. And, he, and what was so great in the postgame, too, last night, he was talking about how he's wired differently. And oftentimes when we recognize that about ourselves, society or outside pressures force us to lose that, to try to unwire that, to try to, get, to try to come up with a different combination. But he embraced it. He said, this is who I am. I'm just wired this way where I'm thinking about already, can we do it again? And that's okay. And he's okay with being who he is. He's okay with the flaws in his game. He overcame them. And we live in such a society of, yeah, but. Yeah, but. (laughs) That was a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah, but I don't think it's the best picture. Oh, that's a great, great song. Yeah, but the album's not that great. (laughs) Yeah, but seems to permeate through 
our society, our culture, the way we analyze, dissect, and discuss. Yeah, but this dude was living in the streets eight and a half years ago. Didn't know where he was getting a meal from. So his three-point shot, it'll get there. Like, right. Grand scheme of life stuff. Yeah. This dude is a, a multiple-time champion. He's on the list, too. He's on a list that TJ and I were thinking about. He's on the one-name list. Yeah. The first-name list. Okay, no, Tough list. Not that, a lot of names on that list. That last name's hard to pronounce anyway, so we're just going to do away <laughs> with gonna it. just going to lop it off. Giannis, Johnny A. That's all you need. Johnny A. Is this yeah. sports only? Sports only? No, not sports only. I think, I think sports only, there's only a handful. I mean, even even pop culture and life. Not last name. A lot of people get the last name. Yeah. There's first no, name. There's no one else named Giannis out there in any walk. I don't know a yeah. single other person named Giannis. Hey, let me ask you That's this. That's going to change. I'll be curious the stats in how many uh, Wisconsin babies over the are, next uh, 10 months. Yeah, how many Milwaukee babies got born or got conceived in, I'd say, in the next 48 hours? You that some might kid be. from Milwaukee named Pat in five years. You know what his parents <laughs> were doing last night. DiVincenzo. Let me tell you something. So many if, kids named Dante in Wisconsin. Drew. If you name your kid Pat based off of what Pat happened, <laughs> it's either Giannis or Chris with a K I mean, or know, maybe Drew. You know, Jalen and, and and his late mother take credit for that, inventing the name Jalen. Yeah, I never heard of another Jalen. He's before. convinced that he's the first Jalen on planet Earth. And now <laughs> that there are all these other Jalens, he's inspired a, a whole generation of athletes and people. Jalen. But Giannis. Oh, Shaquille, for sure. Sha- Shaq, yeah, Shaq. Shaquille. Shaq. Kobe, uh, Shaq Barrett. You're talking about Shaq Barrett, right? Yeah, Shaq Barrett. The, he's the last guy to win a championship named Shaq. Great point. Kobe. Kobe. You know. Leo. Taking it Leo. out of sports. Leo. Leo. Oh, Cher Madonna. Cher Madonna. LeBron Prince. is one name. LeBron. Bono. Bono. Is RJ one name or two? You love him. Wow. <laughs> Zion. 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 Zion's yeah. one name. It's a great list. But see, we've got to figure out how this, the, the proper way to say it. Is it Zion or Zion? Which, how do you say it? It's whatever takes you to move to Fifth Avenue. <laughs> whatever you want the doorman to call you when you move into the, into the penthouse on Kareem. 60th and, Kareem, and 5th. Yeah. yeah, Kareem. Oscar. Wilt. Wilt. Now, now is, is, are Oscar and, and Wilt, are those just in basketball? So I guess Wilt. There's no other Wilts out there. No, Oscar no, no. starts to you know get confused. Oscar, perhaps. you might think the Oscars, the Oscars, or the Grouch, Grouch Wild, right? You know, Isaacs, Madison, um, but Giannis. It felt like he figured out how to be an Avenger last night. Every superhero movie, <laughs> the superhero yeah. gets the powers. And like, like Peter Parker's in his bedroom. He doesn't know how to shoot the webs. <laughs> he's like, how's this work? How does this thing work? And, and the next thing you know, he's flying down Broadway, <laughs> saving the city. That was Giannis last night. He saved the Deer District. Was that where the after party was last night? I, I hope plane? so. Like I said, I wanted Brooke Lopez to just burst through the doors and crowd surf with Ace of Spades. <laughs> like, it would have been the greatest thing of all time. Like, Dante DiVincenzo, I just wanted to tear through Milwaukee last night. <laughs> tear through no, uh, no, saying that politely. No, uh, <laughs> no changes really to the age-old tradition of the champagne celebration. No, I love now like the guys do the goggle, like the goggles thing. I feel like the Red Sox were one of the first teams to really do that with David Ortiz back in the day, like. Because champagne stings. Yeah, a lot of people would get on him like, oh, you're wearing goggles, but it hurts. It hurts. Get in your eye like that. <laughs> well, now like, there's a whole press junket they go on afterwards. You know, when Isaiah Thomas won and he was singing in the forum oh, yeah. and you must, life is sweet, singing or whatever it was, right? 
I don't think he had to go do NBA TV and go do right. the Rich Eisen show and go do he was the gauntlet of press that like awaits these guys sure. uh, after they win the title. I always love the portraits afterwards. There's like yeah, the a whole port- photo yeah, yeah. set up for them. Also, uh, can we put to bed something here? With all due respect to the Trey Youngs and the Luka Donchises and all of these guys, the face of the NBA is a Nigerian Greek guy, and it's Giannis, and that's period, and that's it. He is the new face. I think LeBron can finally, like, you can still be LeBron, but I think that baton has now officially been passed. And I think Not he's saying great. he's the best player in the league, but I feel like that's well, your face. I'm ready to say that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Giannis is the but best again, player in the league now. I think it's not just Giannis's league, it's Giannis's world. This idea of joy permeating your work and being a part of your process. I think is a life philosophy that will be adopted by people over the next 10 years moving forward. We're so caught in the rat race, caught in the grind, hustle hard, mamba mentality, 24-7, locked in, so focused. But you miss out on life in a lot of ways. Got to smell the roses, man. You got to enjoy the fruits of your labor. You got to celebrate it with family, with teammates, with collaborators. I could come in here and do this show by myself. It wouldn't be half as good as right. doing it with you guys. Yeah. And Giannis understands that in this conversation around super teams and oh, he did it by himself, didn't do it with another star. He's above all that. And, and he's doing it with joy. And it's not, it didn't feel like he said, ha ha, I, I, I proved everyone wrong last night. See, I told you so. There was no told you so in his demeanor last night. No, and I, I, I think about that too, that when you mentioned just doing it with joy and with a smile on his face. The NBA title favorites, according to Vegas, all season were the Brooklyn Nets. And I think about when the most unhappy superstars, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant get labeled as these unhappy superstars who never seem to have any joy and they're always kind of sullen post-game press conferences if they ever t- if they even talk to the press. They're, they're not smiling. They're not, they're not having fun. How would Brooklyn have celebrated had they somehow won the championship this year? Do you think they would have had as much fun or looked as joyful as Milwaukee did last night? Maybe not. I mean, they, not. they are in Brooklyn, though, kid. Like, <laughs> they, it would have been turned up. Yeah, no. The, I'm not saying no, it wouldn't have been. Nobody is challenging James up. Harden on the fun meter. No, but, and I'm not saying that wouldn't have been a good time. Right. They probably would have, like, you know, they would have put many young people through college with, with the celebrations they would have had last night. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> the joy that they ha- had, Milwaukee, the smiles on all their faces. It seemed like they genuinely love each other as teammates and as men, as as, as friends. Because I, I just don't see that life, from any time in a life lot of other teams. Been through something and you've done it with the people that have also gone through that with you. Your brother, your sister, your family, your teammate, your coworker. You face adversity. You overcome health issues. You overcome anxiety. All these things, and then you. It get to experience it, it's it's worth it. It's so much better. Yeah, Giannis's brother, I mean, has COVID. He's in quarantine, not with the team. And, like, all Giannis wanted to do was go party with him and hug him and celebrate this this amazing moment and achievement. I don't, I don't know how many other teams, you know, would have behaved that way. And I wonder if I'm Damian Lillard this morning and I'm sitting across the world in Tokyo getting ready for the Olympics and there's all this talk about my future in Portland, who I should team up with, go down to the Lakers, go home to the Bay, play with Steph and Clay. Do you think he sits there today and says, man, that's what it's like when you grind it out. That's pretty cool. I want to do that. Let's do that here. Because why can't he do that there? 
Why, if Milwaukee can get it done with a number 15 draft pick with no top 10 picks on their roster, no lottery guy, no number five guys, no touted guys, a bunch of cast-offs, guys on this second teams, third teams, Drew Holiday's third team, Lopez's third team. Mid-season coming into the team. Mid-season. Think, think about how many PJ times. PJ Tucker. I mean, I, I've done it. How many times did we fire Coach Bud in the press? Like, oh, man. You know what I mean? series he's fired. Every, yeah. Every game they lose, it was. So, it was like, ah, so he's terrible. Get him out of here. believed in you, to do it with the yeah. people that sacrificed with you, that overcame stuff, it's worth it in life. So I got, But I do have a quick question. I I'm Basically, I pointed out earlier that I thought that Giannis was the face of the league now, and you agreed, Ben, right? Absolutely. Chris, how do you feel? Face of the league now? Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, Giannis doesn't have the number one movie in America right now. He turned it down. He's above it. He's got his own movie coming with the mouse. He's he's in partnership with the league. Disney, ESPN, Giannis, movie's going to be coming, ESPN Plus, The Doc. But he's not going to be be starring in the movie. No, it's even more killer. It's about him. I I don't know if he's the face of the league. I do think he's the best player in the league now. He took that We talk about how the game's gone global. We talk about how the MVPs three out of the last four seasons have been from overseas. We talk about how Luka is a young star leading that next generation. The game is international, and Giannis represents that at the highest level. We've seen international players win before. In our lifetime, we think of Dirk and Hakeem Olajuwon. But to do it the way he did it... um, at the time in his career, when he did it, oh, it's go time. But I'm wondering if he wants it. Giannis didn't seem like the guy who maybe wants it. I'd be really curious to see what this offseason looks like. Does he go on a world tour and suddenly Giannis is everywhere? Is he life-size billboards in every big Nike city in the, in the Absolutely. world? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think he is, but I do don't think, think it, he's going to do that. But I don't think it comes from a place of ego. I think it comes from a place of wanting to just dominate the game of basketball and his talents will get him those billboards. It's not going to be backdoor business dealings and, and relationships and I mean, playing a Hollywood not. game. Yeah, I hope not. You know, I don't see him sitting down the street at Avra holding court with uh, some of TJ's buddies, you know, making <laughs> movie deals and, right. and going clubbing. So here's what he had to say, actually, after the game and his post game was just as inspiring as his actual game. Uh, here's what Giannis had to say about being a role model and the responsibility he, he takes on. This should be, should make every, every person, every kid, every, anybody around the world to like believe in their dreams, you know, and no matter like what, whatever you feel, when you feel down, when things don't look like it's going to happen for you, you might not make it in your career, might be basketball, might be anything. Just believe on what you're doing. Keep working. You know, don't let nobody tell you what you can be or what you cannot do. You know, people told me I can't make free throws. I made my free throws tonight. <laughs> and I'm a freaking champion. I made them and I'm supposed to make them. You know, but I'm joking. Um, actually, I'm not, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, just believe, man. Just, I hope, I hope, I hope I give people around the world, from Africa, from Europe, give them hope you know that it can be done it can be done how is that not the face of the league i give people from africa from europe that's hope. it man. it can be done that's something to celebrate that's something to honor he didn't have a promotional phrase across his chest that he was marketing or right. selling he was honoring the bucks broadcaster who retired after 35 years jim yeah. plasky plasky awesome so he's out there showing love to others in a moment that's all about him, and that's that humility in full display. If the league can't celebrate that, if we as basketball fans can't get behind that, well, what are we doing here? We got What's problem. the point? What are we yeah, doing here? Uh, 
Coming up next, very excited to catch up with my old friend Amin. Amin Hassan does a great job covering the NBA, works for Metal Arc Media now, part of the shipping container down in South Beach. Was, uh, was questioning these Milwaukee Bucks early on in the series, saying, quote, they are the, the worst team in finals history, something to the effect. We'll figure it out with Amin next. It's Ben Lyons in for Rich. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Good to see you, Shaquille O'Neal. How are you, sir? Before we get started. Yes. If I take this home, will I get arrested? The Vince Lombardi trophy? Is this the real one? Or that's the real one. That's a real Vince Lombardi trophy. I don't know if that's the one that's going to be given to the Rams and the Patriots this weekend, but that is a real... You want to, you want to lift it? Well, if I lift it, I want to take it home. No, if you... Well... <laughs> <laughs> then I think we're then I think we're at uh, a crossroads here. Actually, we're not at a crossroads. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Okay, sure. I'm not a lawyer, but I watch a lot of law shows. Okay. I got about 50 witnesses that see me hit my head on your set. Oh. So if you just give me this, I'll let bygones be bygones. So, so it's a liability issue yes, for is. me yeah. that turns into an even worse liability issue. I don't want to have to call it the Shaq Eisen show. No, I know I know that. Just, just I know like, that. All you got to do is just give me this, and I'll put it next to mine. I'm, this I'm, is beautiful. I'm doing the math in my head as to how much you'd be suing me for personal liability as to how much this trophy costs, which I've been told is around $22,000. Well, I'll be suing you for $23,000. <laughs> you want to lift it? No, I don't want to touch it. Okay, you sure you don't want to touch that? Bad luck. Bad luck for you? Or for No, to touch the trophy when you are in it. I like that. 
Yeah, my father used to always. Are you serious? Yeah, he always used to, because you know, like when you're a kid, you get the trophy from a local local trophy shop. Sure. He'd be like, if you listen to me, guys, you get this. You want to touch it? Don't touch it. It's bad luck. You gotta earn it. Right. So, so that's you, why. That, that's why. Like, you know, how like in the NBA, when you win the Eastern Conference or Western Conference, they give you those little trophies. Yeah. I never touched it. Never. I never touched it and I never celebrated. I remember Phil did that too, right? Didn't yeah. you, like when you guys won the Western Conference Finals yeah. of one of the many times you did? Yeah, I never touched it. I never, never looked at it, never celebrated. This is beautiful though. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful trophy. Yeah. Do you, do you get a replica? Because you know, NFL players can get like a mini replica of this. Do you I got, get... I got four replicas. Of and, the Larry O'Brien trophy? And I gave them to my father because growing up, he used to always take my trophies mm-hmm. and let me celebrate it one or two days and then he'd put them away. So finally, I got enough courage to ask him why he did that. And he said he never wanted me to be satisfied. So after he passed away, I went and retrieved all my trophies from, from Little League, high school, college, and I put it in a room in my house and I dedicated it to him. So now, like, if you go, you, you you get to see, like, all my trophies. But I would win it. I'd celebrate it one, two days, and I'd, you know, me and him would have dinner, and he would say, thank you very much. And he'd put it there. <laughs> and I'd come back, like, the next week, hey, Dad, let's go to dinner. Like, where's the trophy? I don't know. Go get another one. <laughs> that was the thing. And then you did. Yeah. And then you yeah. would. Then you would. Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Got a big show today. Thanks to Cassidy Hubberth for checking in. Josh Ostrowski, the fat Jewish on Instagram, diehard NBA fan. At one point, flirted with giving up the Knicks to become a Bucks fan. Oh, yeah, wait, really? Oh, yeah. He was early on the Bucks tape. We were talking Bucks Whoa. tape in 2012. You know, Whoa. there's a connection with the Lazary family in New York City and, and Josh. And so we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But, uh, I had to take some time today to, to bring on a dear friend of mine um, who was quoted as saying the Milwaukee Bucks are the worst NBA Finals team of all time at some point during the series. Amino Hassan joins the show. I forget the words exactly, but what were, what were your thoughts on, on Milwaukee earlier in the series, Amin? Yeah, most people forgot the words and the context, and that's all that runs is that little clip. But you know what? I said it, so I'll stand by it. No, uh, you know, this is after game two. Uh, Giannis was had a, a, a remarkable game, too, but didn't look like himself, obviously, nor should we have expected him to, coming off of a, a, that knee injury where his knee looked like an elbow, where it looked like a <laughs> flamingo's knee, like barely about nine or ten days earlier. And everyone else was on a milk carton. And they were, you know, uh, it wasn't like this is the first time we'd see the Bucks look discombobulated. And at the time, I said, look, the Suns are well-coached. They're well, well, their stars are playing great, and their role players not only are playing great within their roles, within themselves, but they were playing uh, great in and of that, uh, you know, like consistently well throughout the playoffs, on the, home, on the road, at home, didn't matter. So at the time, I just didn't have a whole lot of confidence in Milwaukee making the adjustments needed to turn the series around, especially with Giannis being hobbled on one leg. And then he got better, and they got better, and, you know, things happened the way they did. I mean, I joke with you uh, because I was right there with you. I tweeted out after game two, the Suns are better at every aspect of basketball, and they have a guy (laughs) named Devin Booker, so it's a wrap. Next series, please. Uh, So, 
Yeah, I get it, man. With new information comes new opinions, and Giannis seemed to pick up the last Infinity Stone and turn into Thanos. I don't know what happened. You're a Marvel guy. Which Avenger did he turn into last night? Was he Tony Stark figuring out the suit, or was he Bruce Banner controlling his rage? No, he was he was Thor when he went and got the new hammer. Like it was because he looked broken at one point, like Thor, and then he went and got like a new hammer, and it's like, oh, it turns out like. Uh, it's not really the hammer that holds the power. It's I'm the one that holds the power. And the hammer is just a, a tool for me to focus it. And, and sure enough, in that context, Ben, early in these playoffs, before that injury, Giannis was playing on the perimeter a lot. They'd give the ball to him 23 feet out, and he'd have to dribble and create, and teams were building walls. And you know, regardless of whether he had big games or not, it was a hard way for Milwaukee to score bucks. And the knee injury, one of the weird kind of works, of tragedy giving you some sort of new way to look at things. Giannis's kind of lack of mobility that he had early in the series forced Milwaukee to play him the way I thought they should have played him all along, like a center, like a big. Just get near the basket, catch his nearer to the paint, let him operate like that. And that combined with the Dario Saric injury, it forced Phoenix to go small every time they went to the bench, made Giannis Focus on the thing that he's actually great at. And that, in turn, gave us the Giannis explosion that we saw uh, throughout these finals. Amino Hassan joins the show, Metal Arc Media, Cinephobe podcast. We'll talk some movies in a little bit with Amin as well, former Phoenix Suns front office executive. And last night we saw not only Giannis come into his full powers as the Greek god from a far-off land like Thor in Asgard, we saw Chris Middleton do his 24-hour uh, fitness thing. You see, <laughs> you see uh, Chris Middleton at the gym play five games in a row. That's what it was like last night when he got the ball with one minute left. Talk to me just a little bit about Chris Middleton, his story, his place in NBA Finals history after this series. Yeah, so I remember going to go see Chris at Texas A&M uh, in 2012 when I was a scout for the Phoenix Suns, um, and he didn't play that game. And so I've always told Chris, I held that grudge against him because he made me go all the way down to the college station, which I don't know if you've been there, Ben. Not exactly scenic territory. Haven't had the pleasure. Haven't had the pleasure. I'm not on the John Budish world tour, I mean, like you are. Yeah, I must say, our mutual friend John Budish loves places like that. That should tell you exactly the type of town college station is. Uh, But, you know, second round pick for Detroit was okay wasn't anything to write home about, but was like a decent NBA player. Gets traded in the Brandon Jennings deal and gets to Milwaukee, and him and Giannis are, are, are their first year in Milwaukee together. And Neither of them are, are especially good, but there are flashes there. And through a lot of work and skill uh, training, you see Chris Middleton, A, becoming to a really remarkable shooter, but B, a really good defensive player. And I think that's the part that gets lost sometimes when we talk about Chris Middleton. We talk about 50, 40, 90, his shooting percentages a lot. But we don't talk enough about what a good defensive player he is. And him and Giannis, kind of the iron sharpening iron in practices, going from guys on the bench to guys who are starting, and then the two stars of the team to all-stars, it, it really is quite the journey and quite the, the – uh, the path, uh, and it makes the Bucks kind of a real feel-good story in that regard. I mean, do you think somewhere in Positano last night, James Harden had a bowl of bolognese and was sitting there watching the game thinking, man, 
I got to get back in the lab and, and, and do something to, <laughs> to come out here and get yeah. this guy off the mountain. Do you think there's a universe where Kyrie Irving logged off the Zoom with Cynthia Nixon and said, man, I need to, I need to get back in the lab. How does Giannis's win permeate throughout the NBA? Yeah, James Harden is thinking, man, if only I were 17 could just dunk on everybody. Because apparently that's all Giannis does, according to James Harden. Uh, and as for, for, for Kyrie, God knows what he's up to right now. But I'm sure it's fulfilling. It's, it's a journey of discovery and, and enlightenment. No, I, I think, you know, the, the, a lot of people are asking, what does this mean now? I, I think it means what it's always meant. If you draft a star player, you have seven to eight years to prove to him we know what we're doing. We're heading in the right direction. We're going to get there, right? We, and we are committed to getting there. We're not worried about the bottom line. We're not worried about, uh, you know, things that are five, six years down the line. We're trying to be the best team that we can be right now, right? Um, if you do not do that, at the end of seven or eight years, guess what? Those guys are going to leave. They're going to demand to get traded or they're going to leave in free agency, depending on how their second contracts are structured. So I don't think anything has changed here. Milwaukee for the last three years has been one of the best teams in the league, one of the highest winning percentages. And Giannis has been a two-time MVP and a defensive player of the year in that span. And uh, they've had playoff success, not as much as they thought they'd have, but playoff success nonetheless. So in terms of what this means, I think it means the same thing it's always meant. If you run your organization the right way, you can have a star players stay. You can have role players come take less like Bobby Portis did. You can, you can, have, you can acquire talent wherever you can find it, like a Chris Middleton via, draft, via trade, like a P.J. Tucker via midseason trade. But if you mismanage your team, you can't be mad when your stars say, you know what, I'm taking my talents elsewhere. Amino Hassan joins the show, one half of the Cinephobe podcast. You can catch him across Meadowlark Media now as well. I'm glad you mentioned Bobby Portis. Once a Nick, always a Nick. We woke up in a world today, I mean, where Bobby Portis is an NBA champion. Uh, I just looked at life differently. The breakfast tasted a little better this morning. Talk about his performance, though. 16 points last night. That was big for the Bucs. They needed him last night. Oh, no, he was the second-best player. I know Middleton ended up scoring more, but Bobby Portis was consistently making shots, the only guy making shots for the Bucs when it felt like Giannis was going to have to win this thing on his own. 50 points out of 104, that's not, that's not great. So, uh, you know, but Portis absolutely was massive. And it wasn't just last game. He did it in game five. He did it in game four. And then active on the board, good defensively on those switches, um, the right amount of energy intensity, although it almost, almost kind of spilled over there when he got that technical foul. And Chris Middleton had to remind him, hey, man, it doesn't matter whether you foul them or not. You can't go on and get a technical foul on top of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for Bobby Portis, again, these are the stories that I really, really gravitate to. The Bobby Portis, even on the losing side of Cameron Payne, guys that were kind of, their NBA careers were kind of in question. And they, they, they got an opportunity with a good team, showed how they can contribute to winning, and hopefully this summer both of those guys are going to go get themselves some money. Incredible moment after the game, Amin, when Monty Williams was in the Phoenix Suns locker room. No. There was a man to his left just pounding a giant magnum bottle of rosé. I thought you might know who that is, but I did want to ask you more about the Monty Williams uh, moment and just what he means to Phoenix, to the NBA, and just your thoughts on Monty after you see him after the game. 
Let me let me just start by saying Monty Williams is an excellent human being, right? He is, you know how they call him the best among us. He is literally one of the best among us. Just a genuine good guy who's well liked by everybody, treats everybody respectfully, and teaches, treats his job respectfully. Very good coach. I thought he did an awesome job with this team, not just this year, but last year. I thought he did an awesome job in these finals. I mean, it's hard to stop something like Giannis. And so I, I, I wish nothing but the best for, for Monty. Having said that, I felt it was a little too look at me, Louie, out there. I mean, you're going to walk into the winner's locker room in the middle of their championship celebration. Make them pause the celebration and say a big speech about how you've made me a better coach and how you've made us a better team. Come on. If you're that empathetic where you know, hey, even in this moment of defeat, I gain a, a kernel of, of victory by having faced this formidable foe, then you're empathetic enough to know I'll just wait until they, I catch him in the hallway. Well, or apparently I'll, the story is Giannis him. ushered him in. Apparently the story goes that Giannis encouraged him to come in and asked him to come in. He came and... to the locker room. Giannis didn't usher him from the visitor's locker room. He saw him in the doorway. Hey, come in, man. Like, this, there's a big difference there between, like, hey, I'm just walking by or whatever, and you making the trek there. I, I don't, like, again, if it were anywhere else but Monty, I feel like there are a lot of people would be on my side on this one. I get it. I'm not popular anyway, so I'm okay with taking the unpopular stances, which is, I was a little bit, man, let, let them have their moment. No, I get it. I mean, I get it. I mean, I get it. I get it. I mean, the the Milwaukee Bucks are the worst NBA finals team and Monty Williams is a look at me. I totally get it. I mean, I totally get it. Um, Well, one of those things is true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I want to talk about the Cinephobe podcast. You do a great job with Zach Harper. Set the premise for our listeners about what makes your film podcast a little bit different. Oh, well, every year movies come out and they're some of them are very highly rated, certified fresh by Rotten Tomatoes. And some of them are poorly rated. And we kind of just look at the poorly rated ones and say, I'm not going to watch that, and leave it alone. But Zach Harper and I, we took it upon ourselves to watch movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes and try to ascertain whether they are, in fact, accurately poorly rated, or maybe, Ben, just maybe, they didn't get a fair shake. That's Cinephobe, produced by Anthony Mays, wherever you get podcasts. And by the way, Ben Lyons has been a guest on Cinephobe. So that's all the seal of approval I need. Yeah, that and 275 gets you on the subway now in New York City. Appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, a movie I'd love to have on that show is Black Rain. You ever seen that with Michael Douglas and a young Andy Garcia? Michael Douglas, a dirty cop, goes across the world to Japan to uh, discuss, to investigate a murder. And it's 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty uh, lousy. Black it's Rain? lousy, but not quite lousy enough. Our minimum, our, our score that you need to hit is 40% or lower by either the critics or the audience. By the way, Ben, this month, we're doing John Travolta month. We've been doing theme months every, every month of the year. This month has been John Travolta month. We did Killing Season with Travolta and Robert De Niro. We did uh, Staying Alive with Travolta and directed by Sylvester Stallone. And this week, actually today, the new episode that dropped, we did Look Who's Talking To, Travolta, Kirstie Alley, Bruce Willis, Roseanne Barr, and a hell of a song by uh, 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 former Beatle, whose name escapes me. Not Ringo, not Paul, not, not John, the other one. George, George Harrison. George, George Harrison, I mean, Al Hassan. Yeah. 
George. Uh, is that Look Who's Talking Now, or is that Look Who's Talking Two? Or are there three Look Who's look, Talking movies? There are three Look Who's Talking. There's Look Who's Talking, Look Who's Talking Two, Look Who's Talking Now. Look Who's Talking Two is the addition of the baby sister who's played by Roseanne Barr. Look Who's Talking Now is the one with the pets. That one was really bad. You, but this one, Look Who's Talking Two, is the one that we did. And so I won't say how I reviewed it because I want you guys to all to go and listen, of course. Did a folk. You've uh, you've had a, a interesting takes on film since I've known you. I know you're a big Star Wars fan. I know you dress up on opening night when they play the movies at the Grove, and that's fine. <laughs> that's totally cool. I celebrate that. You know, you know, I dress up in an Anthony Bonner jersey every once in a while. Like I get it. Um, but but this would I would imagine doing this podcast has sort of changed the way you look at film, and especially the change the way you look at bad movies that you go and revisit. Well, first of all, to whoever was snickering in the background, that wasn't a joke. He, I, there's a picture of him floating around with an Anthony Bonner jersey at a bar mitzvah. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Again, John Booner's getting another shout-out on the segment. The day he became a man, I thought I'd honor him in the tradition of uh, Judaism by wearing an Anthony Bonner jersey. Wow. But, yeah, as far as how it's changed my outlook on movies, uh, Ben, I'm going to tell you this. There's a... a, a, a a term in filmmaking they call exposition. Exposition is when characters start to just explain things rather than going ahead and doing it for in the, in the interest of saving time, right? To move the story along. Just say, hey, just got back from the army. Like, why would you announce that? Well, that's exposition. They just want to let you know this person got back from the army and they don't want to show you them in the army and all that stuff. And now that I've done this movie and seen so many bad movies that do heavy-handed exposition, my exposition meter is extremely sensitive. I can watch great movies, and in the middle of a great kind of little piece of dialogue, I just point out, exposition. <laughs> I can't shake it. I can't look away. I, I can't ignore it. My suspension of disbelief has been ruined by this podcast. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show, joined by Amin El Hassan, one, host, uh, one half of the Cinephobe podcast he hosts alongside Whoa. Zach Harper. You got so many titles Whoa. and Metal Arc Media and this and that. It's a little bit of a mouthful right now. Too many uh, slashes you know, in the resume. There's a little bit of a tension. I don't know if you've heard about this. Between Cinephobe, my podcast, with Zach Harper, that's produced by Anthony Mays, and Cinephile, the Adnan Vrick podcast. That, he is, that is produced by Chris Cody of Metal Lock Media. They started it. They started this war of words, and so here we are. And you know what? I think Cinephile is too stuck up. It's too stuffy. It's Ooh. too boring. And Adnan is a ball hog. Whoa. And yeah, I said it, Adnan. Cinephobe. That's where you want to go, folks. That's one for the people. Well, as, the as someone who's been a guest on both podcasts, let me just say Cinephile has come first. Only one of those podcast hosts called an Academy Awards has an iconic call. Moonlight just won Best Picture. Moonlight won Best Picture. Adnan with a legendary call in Hollywood. I got to lean Cinephile. They've been there. They've done it. They've done it at a high level. And they're not spending time talking about Roseanne Barr movies. So it sounds you like know, a win over there. Know. You know what you sound like? You sound like Chris Paul is the greatest point guard ever, and Devin Booker is a great offensive player, and they play so beautifully, so they're going to be champions. But you know what we are over here at Cinephobe? Blue collar, hardworking, up by our bootstraps. No lottery picks on our roster. That's right. We're second-rounders and guys that were, like, passed over 14 times in the first round and guys who were, like, on the top end block. We're the Milwaukee Bucks. Cinephobe, if you support the champs, you'll support Cinephobe. I mean, where do you think Eric Bledsoe watched the game last night? Oh, my God. That's <laughs> one of those ones where it's like you can't win either way, right? I started thinking, who were the saddest people watching that game last night? Eric Bledsoe was number one on the list. 
Bogdan Bogdanovich has to be pretty high on that list too, right? He's sitting there thinking, if it wasn't for some mealy-mouthed little reporter putting my business out in the streets a few days too early, I'd be sipping champagne too. I also think the guy counting the money in Phoenix last night, it's got to be a tough day for him. I think uh, Suns in four guy is starting to, that, 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 <laughs> those 15 minutes are starting to tick. It's like the Justin Timberlake, Amanda Seyfried movie, Out of Time, which would be a great contender on yep. Cinephobe to go back and look because I don't think Out of Time with Justin Timberlake gets its proper respect. I agree with you. Great movie. I've been, that was great. I've been saying her name wrong this whole time. I thought it was Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried, Seyfried, Amanda, Seyfried, I don't know. She's the girl it's from like Mamma Mia, right? <laughs> I, yeah, she was nominated for, I don't, I don't know. Amanda Seyfried, I think, is. Hey, I mean, real quick, what are we talking about today if Kevin Durant wears the right size shoe? <laughs> That's one of the great what-ifs, right? Because everyone is praising the Bucks for the Drew Holiday deal. Everyone is saying, see, it was all worth it to give up all those picks. And, hey, he played great in these finals defensively. He made his impact, and he was absolutely an essential part of this championship. But if Kevin Durant wears a, a smaller size shoe, as you posited, we're probably talking about the Brooklyn Nets today being in the championship. And Drew Holiday, through the first two rounds of the playoffs, was forgettable at best. And we start to look at that deal a lot differently. And that's what makes the NBA so fascinating, right? It's some things that can be like, you idiot. And then it turns out to be the thing that takes you over the top. You're like, oh, you genius. But you know if one little thing goes wrong here or there, it would be going back to you idiot all over again. Uh, look, it's, it's a great question. And, you know, you can also say, hey, would they have gotten past the Hawks? Because, you know, Harden and, and Kyrie still probably wouldn't have been healthy. Uh, would they have gotten past the Suns if they got past the Hawks? No one knows who'd be the champion today. But I do know we'd be looking at Milwaukee a lot different. And by the way, not just Drew Holiday in that deal, but we'd be looking at Mike Budenholzer a lot different, right? Once a Nick executive, always Nick executive. Amino Hassan joins the show from Meadowlark Media. The sliding doors of the NBA is what we celebrate. You're absolutely right. Appreciate you spending some time. Be sure to download, subscribe, rate, and review the Cinefo podcast wherever podcasts are uh, downloaded and available. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. I mean, Hassan joins the show. Love that guy. He's an interesting guy. Very passionate about uh, Amanda Seyfried's career. Wanted to make sure he got that one right. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I, I, detail. I, I mean, I, I can't agree with his take on Monty, though. You thought, you thought it was a great moment, Monty, coming back there and talking. And I it thought wasn't that about that him. was an awesome moment for a coach to come in and give praise to, to the other team. And I, I don't know. I, I just don't know if I agreed with. I thought him. it was cool with the context that Giannis invited him. Yeah, yeah. Always which, which I did not know. Until I mean, always the contrarian. Casting. You know, TJ is someone who loves sports talk radio as much as you do, as <laughs> and a big one who loves a good hot take. You always want to have a different opinion, so that's why we bring a mean on the show, <laughs> just for you. Um, all right, more show coming up. We've got the fat Jewish himself, Josh Ostrovsky. Could have jumped off the Knicks bandwagon and gone Bucks tape. He'll explain. Uh, plus, we've got Rich Eisen calling in as well on the Rich Eisen Show. It's Ben filling in for Rich. We'll be right back. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guests Work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Before you leave, I'd like to play a game that we've created here called Start, Bench, Cut, similar to that, you know, blank, marry, kill game that we always used to play as kids. Okay. <laughs> Did we, as kids, play that? Uh, or, or as collegiate, or, like last or, or adults, or yeah, la- last, yeah. Week. Yeah, okay. last week. We call it Start, Bench, Cut, so you can have to start somebody, bench somebody, and cut somebody, and we will have a Game of Thrones theme to it. Yes. Okay. All right. What's the first one, Chris Brockman? What do you uh, have for The first one is your favorite Game of Thrones character. Uh, okay, hold on. Just to give him the three. Khaleesi, Jon Snow, Jorah Mormont. Mm, you, start, have to bench, st- cut. you have to start, start bench, one, cut. bench one, and cut. I'm starting Khaleesi, Mother of Dragons, Breaker of Chains. Um, mm-hmm. I am uh, mm. benching Jorah, and I'm cutting John. Cutting John? Oh, wow. You can't have any rivalry. John, he's trying to, you know, he's <laughs> he's getting, hand, oh, but he's trying to get in there. Oh, my God. We got to cut, cut wow. John. Okay. Didn't see that coming. Okay. Okay. It's cutthroat, because we also knew, one of the many times we have conversations, you, you're a big Jorah fan. I right? am. I am, and now that he's got the, the he's back. grayscale out, you know, yeah, he's, he's back. Okay. So that Jon Snow's out. And Jon's out. He could be in. Okay. Not related. But, yeah, I, know he, <laughs> but what he's I don't think that matters. <laughs> yes, Game of Thrones. It All right, get, give him another one right there. Okay, the nastiest mf on Game of Thrones. You have to start one. You have to bench one and cut one. Ramsey Bolton, Walder Frey, Joffrey. If it's nastiest, I mean, you got to start Ramsey. He's the worst. I mean, he is the woke, right? Mm -hmm. He's the worst of all time. Worst of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to bench Joffrey because he's close. Mm -hmm. You know, he the stuff that he did. I mean, Sansa's put up with all this crap from the men in her life. She needs to pick better men. Exactly. And so I'm going to bench Walter Frey. He's up there. But his death was okay. uh, was exciting. So you cut his him. He's out. He's out. Yeah. Okay. Well, which he actually was, in fact, cut. Right. Oh, yeah. Literally Thanks. from all that. Okay. And then we'll just do one more uh, favorite movie. Okay. The three choices are Shawshank Redemption, The Fugitive, You've Got Mail, <laughs> Start Bench Cut, Aaron I'm, I'm starting The Fugitive. I mean, Tommy Lee and, and uh, Harrison Ford, fantastic. The best, movie. right? I'm going to bench Shawshank. Phenomenal movie as well. And I'm cutting. You've got mail. <laughs> he loves You've Got I Mail. I love You've Got Mail. It's he- not even the best Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movie. <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, but it's exactly. modern times. Like, online yeah, and all that stuff. Sleepless in Seattle? That was like a phone call on a radio show. No yeah, one but you've those. got dial-up. You've got dial-up email. Yeah, Come on now. You guys are, you guys are wrong. Welcome back to the show. Ben Lines in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. About a month away from the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy golf tournament out in Detroit. Very excited for this. It's an event I go to every year. Supporting Jalen and the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. This man started a school in his hometown of Detroit. It's incredible. And the kids have graduated now. They graduated college. Mentors them through college. They enter the real world. So shouts out to Jalen Rose. Jaylen. Looking forward to uh, to heading out there and playing at the Detroit Country Club in August to raise some money for the JRLA. JRLADetroit.org. Get involved with Jalen's school. It's like uh, all like your Detroit basketball legends like come to life. It's Dave Bing and it's Jimmy yeah, King and it's Anderson Hunt and BJ Armstrong and Scott Perry. Just a great vibe. Raising money for Jalen's school. Put his name on the school, not because it's look at me, but because he wanted to be held accountable for being responsible for these young men and women's lives. And now year 11, I think, or 12. It's incredible. So shouts out to Jalen. Go Jaguars. we doing that in about a month or so. Are you going to win that thing? Uh, I finished third once. I have that trophy. That's hey pretty now. sweet. That's awesome. Um, that's the closest I ever got to an NBA championship. <laughs> As a guy who went to Michigan, loved the Fab Five, came in third at Jalen Rose's golf tournament. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty awesome. You know, Jalen asked me to be in his family on Family Feud. We oh. won uh, 50 grand for uh, wow. for the school. Jacoby came through in the the final category and saved Jalen. Did you do fast money? We, uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, it was Jalen and Jacoby. That's the thing at the end, right? Yeah, the last yeah, yeah. thing. That was Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen totally bombed it. Jacoby, the TV producer, he knew what they were going oh, for. Of course. What does every man wish that a woman had more of? Yeah, yeah. he had the answers ready sure, to go. Right, and $50,000 for the school. Jalen was like, yo, we need this money. Like, we don't take <laughs> money from the states. We're a charter school. It's all donations. So, That's awesome. Yeah, we went out there and just wiped the floor with some guy from news radio. So I just, we were at the buzzer with the guy from news radio and his grandma. I was like, jo- I was, was Joe Rogan there? Uh, no, Steve Harvey was hosting. No, I mean, it was news radio. Joe Rogan was on oh, news right. radio. No, it was, I forget who it was. Dave something? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Dave Thomas. Dave, Dave Thomas, Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Well, his yeah. grandma got smoked on the uh, family feud. <laughs> it's funny, Ben, because, you know, after my, my Price is Right appearance a few weeks ago, we were talking about, like, I was like, how can we, uh, as a show, get on the family feud? And this weekend, there's a celebrity edition. I just saw the commercial yeah, it's on for Sunday it. nights. Yeah. Now, would Rich have all you guys join him? Well, that's yeah. what we were or talking about. Take his actual family. No, no. we Because we, I said it, if it's a celebrity, like, if you do, like, you know, show against show or something like that, then we would, you know, we'd roll in collectively. Right, right. And Rich said, of course, he had to be number one in the first position. I guess so, since his name's on the show, I suppose. Sure. I thought it would be a good idea this week while I was filling in for Rich to have Rich on the Rich Eisen show. Makes so he's going to call in in about 10 minutes oh, or so okay. and check in on us. We'll All catch right. up with Rich. Excellent. But I, I do want to talk today about legacy because that's something that always is, is uh, top of mind around the NBA Finals. Yeah. How will the results impact the legacy yeah. of our favorite players? Will Devin Booker ever get back to the finals? If Chris Paul never wins a final, can he be legendary? Well, now Giannis has uh, uh, 
his name on the list for the Champions Room Club. One of my favorite TNT skits they did back in the day. They had the Champions Lounge, mm-hmm. and they had Magic Johnson there, and Ernie was there because he's a champion on television, and Kenny Smith. They wouldn't let Barkley in the club. And they're shouting out all the old dudes who are inside. Oh, Jack Haley's inside, getting crazy. Oh, look, uh, Adam Morrison's inside, losing his mind. You know? nice. So, uh, you know, Giannis is now part of the Champions Club. Yeah, he is. As he makes his way towards the top 10 to ever play basketball club. And I actually, it's funny that you brought that up because I saw something on Twitter the other day, and I think Hoskins has it. And I just I want to bring up this tweet that I saw from a few weeks ago. And if Hoskins has that ready. Well, because, yeah, some people um, are out there saying that <laughs> this yeah. man wasn't a killer. This KD man wasn't dedicated. KD showed what a killer looks like. Stone, period, cold, period. Giannis doesn't have it and won't win a title anywhere until he finds it. And that was from June 15th. That is the, at Chris Brockman, who Chris is the Brian. president of the Chris Brockman Hall of Fame, this, where this apparently Giannis winning a title and, and see, being my a thing, killer is in. By the way, like I told is, the person who tried to troll me by bringing this up, is it possible, let's all assume, that you, know, uh, you guys weren't in uh, uh, Dawson and Downey's room at, at, at 4.56, that Giannis did find it between June 15th and last night. And that tweet was also before Kyrie Irving got injured. So if you're going to come at the king, you best not. Well, I, I just want to know, have you changed your thought? Because you were pretty vocal about Giannis didn't have the instinct and he wasn't going to win. I would think on June 15th, Amino Hassan would agree with me that Giannis did not I, have I, it. I don't, I don't care about then. June 15th. We're talking about today. Have you changed your tune at <laughs> Have all? you been listening to me speak in the well, last I know, week but, and the last two hours? I mean, I want to build a statue for LeBron, for, for Giannis. I want, I'm ready to say Giannis is... Going to be better than Akeem Olajuwon, which set you off this morning. Yeah, Brock, Brockman and I, I almost got into a fist fight this morning. I am morning all about for that. the Giannis <laughs> hyperbole. If you're tuning in, listening, or watching us on Peacock, it almost got ugly this morning in the show <laughs> meeting when Akeem Olajuwon's name was mentioned. This is just how me and Brockman, we show our love for one <laughs> but another. I was surprised but, that Brockman didn't try to slap the taste out of my mouth when I said that Larry Bird might fall off the top 10 no, if Giannis keeps on the No, because I train. gotta say... I, to finish this hour, I had this thought on the way in, thinking about top 10. I think Giannis is on his way to being in the top 10 all time when it's all said and done. In 10, 12, 15 years, when this crop of superstars is retiring and getting ready for their Hall of Fame, what will the all-time top 10 look like? Who gets knocked out? Who replaces them? Is it Giannis? Is it Kevin Durant? Is it Luka Doncic? Are those the three most likely to catapult themselves into the top 10? Is Larry Bird kind of the first out? Well, you mentioned, 10 or, 12, you mentioned 10 or 12 years for Giannis. Nobody was in better shape in these NBA finals than Giannis, considering mm-hmm. he was injured as well. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal athlete. 10 years from now, he's going to be 36. going to have another five years on his career. Maybe. Is he on the, is he on if the anybody's gonna stay in method? Sh- if anybody's going to stay in shape and work on their body and take care of themselves, it's going to be that dude. He's an incredible athlete. So by then, he could be top 10 all-time. And I, and I think it's about coming up with the path to, to get that spot in the top 10. He's going to have to win multiple titles. He's going to mm-hmm. have to do it again in Milwaukee. There's so much that goes into it, uh, obviously, to when you can talk about the top 10 of all time. We have three players right now playing in today's NBA who are currently in the discussion. LeBron, Steph, and KD. But Nobody LeBron's already in, in the top NBA, 10. Right. LeBron's got his seat there. Steph's the greatest combination of passing, shooting, and dribbling the game's ever seen. Steph changed the game more than any other player of my generation. 
in terms of his influence. You go to any park now in yeah. America and there's kids shooting from the logo and that's because of Steph. Probably to the detriment of basketball. Absolutely. It's not necessarily yeah. not a better. good thing that 10-year-olds you know, are jacking Back in threes. the day, we'd watch the N one mixtape and then we'd go try to do some stuff right. that we had no business yeah. trying to the do. The people who <laughs> have most influenced basketball in my lifetime are Steph Curry and Hot Sauce. <laughs> The professor. Giannis Giannis is on his way. He's 26. The two MVPs, the defensive player, all the individual accolades got those. Doesn't have the Olympic success of Carmelo Anthony, but he does have his (laughs) NBA title now. And he's going to continue on for the foreseeable future in Milwaukee. Got another four years on the deal. Middleton's locked up. Drew Holiday's locked up. They'll make some tweaks around the vets, but... Uh, He'll never have Carmelo's Olympic success. This is happening. Okay. Well, nobody will. I mean, that's something you'll Gre- see. Greece is never winning the yeah, gold medal in, in the Olympics in basketball. Um, but we're going to have uh, we're gonna have the fat Jew coming up in a little bit. Josh Ostrowski <laughs> at the fat Jewish. And we're going to talk some NBA finals, and we're going to talk with Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. He's also part uh, of the that tribe. That also makes sense to have Rich yeah. on the Rich Eisen Show. I thought that'd be a good idea. I haven't seen Rich in, it seems week. like, a month. Yeah, let's have him on the show. Rich Eisen, check it in next. <laughs> we're off the radio. We're still up here. Just to clarify, when you say we're having the fat Jewish come up next, no, you're I'm, not talking about Robert. No, no, that's yeah. coming up in 20 I minutes. I you every time. Like, you talking to me? Yeah. Not talking about Jason. Not talking about I'm not the fat Jew. Also known in some circles, Josh, the king of brunch. King of brunch. That's good. You know? It's been amazing to see his star power rise go to NBA games and guys now follow him on Instagram. And we'll shout out and yell at him That's back so and funny. forth. He's got some great heckling stories. All this kind of fan interaction with players. Yeah, uh, he's got framed in his bathroom the warning card you get from the NBA when you have when you get issued a warning for your behavior. At <laughs> he a got game. issued a warning. Yes, he's got one of the cards. It's framed up in his bathroom. So. Yeah, Josh is a real deal sports fan. A lot of people don't know that. They see him on Instagram. They see yeah, the I would have never known that. You don't really know what's going on with this guy. This dude has been a diehard Patriots fan in New York City his entire life. Diehard Mets wow. fan. Uh, had an opportunity to jump off the Knicks train and go be a part of this Bucks thing a couple of years ago Didn't and it. flirted with it. Didn't do it. I want to see today how he feels about that. Wow. We've had some fun sports adventures. Okay, over just the real years. quick in the time we've got left, who who is off your top ten now? In, in 10 or 15 years? I think Larry Bird is because he didn't do it for long enough. I know for three MVPs in a row, that's incredible. But yeah. if you look at the total, the total numbers, he's not going to have the longevity that right. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Giannis are ultimately going to have. Steph Curry's got another five in him. So I think Larry Bird, sadly, despite I don't you know, know, man. being <laughs> such such an incredible hooper and, and trolling the league by scoring with just his left hand. He scored 40 points with his offhand, <laughs> and know. he told you before the game he, he was, was going to do, do it. As someone who grew up a Sixers know, fan at that time and had my heart broken by the Celtics almost every year, I hated Larry Bird also, so much. the number and, one trash talker ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. What and, I, I'll get to about Kevin Durant, yeah. and I hope Giannis does this as, as well, and we haven't really seen it from Giannis. Kevin Durant's touched every basketball court on earth. He's been at the Rucker. He's been at the yeah. Drew. He's been at Dykeman. He's been at Team USA. He's been, right. The dude just loves hoops. Yeah. And wherever there's a run, wherever there's a game, he wants like, to do. he's going to be there. Yeah. And I think that's so important for the top players to give back to the game that way. I hope we see Giannis out at the Drew or the Rucker or at Hoops in the Sun or something like that. I don't think you will, though. Yeah, I don't, think I don't know. Maybe the, what's, the, what's the Rucker of Athens? <laughs> We're going to see the Rucker out in uh, the Drew League of Mykonos. we <laughs> dope. Where his friends greet him with a, hey, Johnny. <laughs> hey, Johnny. Hey. Johnny. More show coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> 